Good morning. Just finished our early, early morning sessions before our mid-morning, or as I call the afternoon lot, um, at 9.30 and 8.45 before that, actually, with a one-to-one -one today. So I wanted to more give you something to think about today. If you are coming in, give me a hello. Let me know if it's me you're looking for. And today is about how to know if you're doing everything right, okay? When it comes to nutrition, because I get nutrition is the most like confusing thing out there. You've got low carb, one minute. You've got keto the next. Morning, Diane. You've got keto, you've got low fat, you've got the Mediterranean diet, you've got a vegan diet, you've got a vegetarian diet, you've got a carnivore diet. Which is the best? And, and how do you know if you're actually doing everything right? And Because here's something I've observed, is, is that when I speak with people, a lot of the time people, people will sometimes say, people often say, I'm doing everything right but not seeing results. And there's a few factors I want to touch on this with. Is number one, what do we mean by results? Because sometimes we confuse results as meaning too many things. So if we haven't really defined what the result is, we're always going to be unhappy because we don't know whether we're doing well or whether we've hit it or not. Number two, you need to get specific with that. Number two, one minute we talk about things like bone density, you know, being worried about bone density around menopause. Hi, Diana. Around menopause, it could be fat loss, could be cardiovascular risk disease with fat distribution changes around the stomach, people, you know, getting worried about that. And then we've got COVID. So we've got all these different results. Then we've got, so we're looking at them fitness. I want to, you know, climb the stairs, make it easier. Hi, Michelle. So the problem is here sometimes is that we're doing everything right and not seeing results. But sometimes what we mean is we're doing everything right, but we're not seeing all of the results. And that can sometimes be because some of them things that I've just mentioned that actually conflicting at least to the measures you use so for example if I want to drop as much weight as I can the quickest and easiest way to do this believe it or not is actually not to exercise and to eat as little as possible because one I'll lose I will lose some fat some fat I'll also lose um, a shed load of water and I'll also lose some muscle so on paper it goes down. However, that does my bone density no good, that does my fitness no good, that does my cardiovascular system no good, my lung capacity no good, my ability to climb stairs no good, get up and down from the floor, be independent for as long as I can, have as much muscle to cope with potential issues in the future if I encounter any disease or illness. You know, that is generally a worry when you look at the research at the moment, hip fractures, um, going in for operations, it's the recovery that seems to be a big, big thing. Essentially, when you look at muscle, muscle seems to be the key thing with aging well. You know, the, the more independence, the more muscle you have, the more independence you can potentially have, the better you are to deal with bed rest. Bed rest being maybe you're in hospital for large periods of time. And I know it's a depressing thing to talk about, but what I'm saying here is we have lots of contradicting things. So that, that's the first thing to consider, that even if you're doing everything right now, Going on to the nutrition element of this, how do I know if I'm doing everything right? Well, the key thing with this is, is there's so many different rights depending on who you listen to. You've got someone talking about a vegan diet, which is fine, it can work, but is it optimal for human health? 
the research would say no. Ethically, that's a different conversation. And sometimes some of our beliefs can be so strong that they impact our nutritional beliefs and that's fine. You have to do what suits you and makes you happy. But you've got to remember that if you're looking at bone density, if you're looking at muscle, if you're looking at iron, if you're looking at vitamin B, a vegetarian or an omnivore diet is going to be superior in that element. So we've got to look at, okay, am I doing everything right for this goal? Then you've got to look at fat loss. Okay, well, I, I'm struggling to lose fat. Well, the key with losing body fat is a calorie deficit. Now, you've got to consider that how hard a calorie deficit you go in. If you want to get something, if you want to achieve something, you've got to get rid of something. That's just the way life works. However, if you get rid of too much too soon, you might end up resenting it and not being, hi Debbie, you might not be able to do it for as long enough to see the results that you want. So that then defeats the object of actually doing it in the first place. So then you've got to consider if you're doing everything right and you're looking at fat loss now, are you in a calorie deficit? And if you want to know how many calories, I'm not saying you have to count calories here, I'm going to talk about a few things now. So if you want to see how many calories you need, I'm going to drop a link in the comments and there's just a calorie counter. Not that you have to actually count them, it's just it just calculates how many you would need to lose body fat. And even if you just did a rough guess for, for a day and tracked it, it can be quite educational. Hi Deborah, got a lot of Debbies on today. Deborah's Debbies, Deb. So, I will talk about that. However, if you want to make it a bit more simple and you're looking at fat loss, I'm going to target this element here because the research shows whether you go keto, whether you go low fat, whether you go carnivore, whether you go vegan, whether you, whatever, Weight Watcher, Slimming World, calorie counting, the key thing is you have to be in a calorie deficit. And when calories are controlled for in research, it pretty much evens itself out. That's not to say that low carb diets aren't superior in certain situations because they are. I, for arguments right now, arguments say right now, I would say PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, you, you're probably going to get a bit of better, maybe a bit better results, maybe more compliance, which is a key thing, aka if you're able to stick to it for longer, a lower carb diet might be superior, especially with insulin resistance. If you've got gut issues, generally a lower carb diet can be quite good. Um, I would probably stay away from, you know, lots of fermentable foods, beans, high fiber foods that are kind of can be quite a lot of issues, IBS myself, so I get that. Um, so it's not to say that they're there, but in general, in terms of fat loss, you want to make sure you're in a calorie deficit. Now, now let's look at a common situation that you could then make a change today. So I want to make this actionable. I don't just want to give you information and go, that's it. Oh, that's nice, Matt. I'll nod my head and just carry on my day. So let's look about practical things. If you're not willing to count calories, that's fine. If you want to see how many roughly you would need, Roughly, it's only a guess, and only over time, you can. That's the only way you'll be able to see. I'll drop a link in the comments after this, and you can have a little look. Anyway, going on to what you could do today. So, let's take an example. I had a chat with someone yesterday, uh, no, two days ago. Crisps was their main thing, so they felt like they're doing everything right, but crisps are their main thing in the evening, and it mainly comes from not having three meals a day or two meals a day where they're getting good amounts of protein in. And as Jude mentioned the other day, I'll share her comment actually. She commented on one of the videos I did the other day and she said just how amazed she's been and how in control of snacking she's been since she's had protein every meal and now she's more full up. Hi Caroline. Which is amazing because how liberating is, is it to be in control of your snacking? And, and protein isn't just there for you know muscle, etc. It, it helps hunger regulation. And 
actually every bolus you get, so if you have two meals a day and you have two good sources of protein in, that's going to help stabilize things a bit more. Whereas if you have it all at one meal, you might not get that same effect. Morning, Judy. So consider that, okay? Consider that in that situation, all she's done is very simply, she hasn't counted calories necessarily, but it's just getting protein each meal. That's a really good example. Now that's helped her with her crisp, crisps, etc., and that could help you with your anything that you want to work on in there. Now let's take a few different examples. For some people, they might say, right, I eat all my calories in the evening for some reason. I just, I'm starving, hungry. Okay, so now let's, let's just make a rule today that after 7 p.m. you have to do something for you and you stop eating it after seven. Okay, what, like what? All right, you're gonna have a bath and read, your, read the book you wanted to read that you feel guilty about doing because it feels like you're relaxing, yet we feel guilty when we eat those foods anyway. These are just examples. I'm not saying you have to do these. You have to kind of come up with your own with this, but this is something that we work on in the Kickstart in our one-to-one. But anyway, I hope that gives you some ideas and some actual things you can look at. It's not that after eating after 7 p.m. is bad, I mean, it could be if you overeat and it, your high blood sugar levels go up. And it could be if you overeat, that could impact your sleep. But just consider that we often, when we look for energy sometimes, we often eat when actually we just need to actually feel our feelings. Because how you're feeling right now is how you're supposed to feel to get to where you want to be. So if I'm feeling tired, that's how I'm supposed to feel. That means that I need to probably have a bit of a rest, do something for me, meditate, have a nap, read a book. Don't beat yourself up for that because actually the issue is not feeling tired, but actually your thoughts about feeling tired, aka you beat yourself up, then I eat, still don't get the energy that I thought I would get, so I eat a bit more, then I feel rubbish, feel full, feel bloated, feel disappointed. The vicious circle continues.